Welcome to Funny Stories to Tell in the Dark, a comedy storytelling podcast for dark times, especially as the days start to get darker. I'm Julie Sensulo. This is not something I'm super proud of, but I don't love traveling. I know it's like good to experience new places and all that, but I'm bad at packing. I'm anxious about flying, and while I like trying new things, I also like being able to go home immediately after I try them. I understand that this is not a popular opinion or even one I should brag about, but it's true. Today's story is dedicated to all of you who love seeing the world and exploring new places and who miss traveling during the pandemic. Who's in this story? I'm in this story. This is Rachel Swengel, the first traveler in this tale. So this is a story about the first time that Jeff and I took a big trip together. Hi, my name is Jeff. Um... (laughs) And that nervous laughter is the second person in this story, Jeff Rummage. 35-year-old man, Midwestern, born and raised, for the purposes of the story, I am best known as Rachel Swingle's girl-boyfriend. Rachel met Jeff a few weeks after she moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jeff is from Wisconsin. He grew up about an hour away from Milwaukee, and he's lived in the city for almost 10 years. Rachel and Jeff had been dating for a year when they decided to take a trip to Amsterdam. I was excited to be traveling with Jeff for the first time. I had never been out of the country before, so it was a pretty big deal to me. He had to get a passport. He had to do all that. Whereas I had lived abroad twice. That I knew my shit. Was bilingual and just all around very confident in other countries. Unlike my guy Jeff, who is not confident outside of his own home. This is just the dynamic of their relationship. It's pretty much always her making the decisions and leading the way and me following behind. It's usually like only one map between the two of us and Rachel's got the map, so... They agree that this dynamic, Rachel making plans, Jeff following them, works really well for them. I don't mind it. She is good at planning things and organizing things and I am probably not. I think it's probably a good match. Rachel had picked Amsterdam as their first travel destination because she wanted to visit a friend from college. We stayed with her friend, Susana Puente Matos. Who is just this, like, erudite 23rd century woman that speaks, like, seven languages, lives a life completely foreign to my own, but I feel grants an air of culture to my life just through her presence. So yeah, I felt like I was just broadening Jeff's horizons through this trip. Not that I'd ever been to Amsterdam before. Their plan was to fly from Milwaukee to Amsterdam with a layover in Minneapolis. And we ended up missing our connecting flight to Amsterdam, so we spent an unplanned night in Minneapolis. Which is cool, because that's where I'm from. Okay, this distinction doesn't matter to anyone outside of the Twin Cities metro, but Rachel's actually from St. Paul, not Minneapolis. 
But anyway, they end up with a pleasant little bonus stay in the Twin Cities. It was January, so obviously the weather in Minneapolis was garbage. And I had to call my friend who came and picked us up. And I'm pretty sure we went to Walgreens and I bought her some Tums to pay her back. Why? You wanted Tums. Okay, yes. I was the friend who got a call from Rachel and Jeff and went and picked them up. And yes, I wanted Tums. I think they're delicious. I eat them like candy. I don't care what anyone says. So full disclosure, Rachel is my best friend. And as someone who has traveled with her a fair amount, I can attest to the fact that she loves to be in control when we travel. We went to Atlanta together last year, and she actually typed up a full itinerary with this nice modern font and everything, and we had to have multiple phone calls prior to the trip to review it. That sounds intense, but the thing is, Rachel is really good at planning. She finds things to do in cities that only locals would know about. When I travel with her, we don't eat at touristy restaurants or at the nearest Starbucks. We eat fresh baked bread and croissants at tiny bakeries. She figures out when we need to arrive at a theater to rush tickets so we can go to the opera for $5. And then afterwards, she knows the cool places to go dancing. She's had a 10-year plan since the day I met her. She's confident. She knows who she is. I think this is why people like me and Jeff, who live in states of indecision, love people like her. She tells us where we're going, so we don't have to worry about it. For all the planning she does, though, Rachel doesn't have the best memory. Uh, And the next day we got... uh, No, see, this doesn't add up. I was thinking that the next day we got banh mi sandwiches. Do you remember? And we ate it in the park. No, that was a different time. This is the role I play in our friendship. I remember things. Where Rachel plans for the future, I hold on to the past. If Rachel is the architect of our life together, I'm the archivist. We balance each other out. So I appreciate the way that Rachel and Jeff balance each other out too. Yeah, I know that was a different time because we picked next. And this is supposed to be a story that takes place in January. (laughs) So um, that clearly didn't happen this time. Anyway, after the layover in which we did not eat banh mi sandwiches in the park, Jeff and Rachel were finally on their way to Amsterdam. It was a long flight, probably like 12 hours, so I didn't sleep any of the time on the plane. I was maybe a little bit jet-lagged when I got off. We get into the airport. It's all great. I think we probably got like some... um, Stroopwafel or something like that, which I think is a little bit overrated. I love Stroopwafel, so I don't know what Jeff's talking about here. It's not that unique. It's just like a little, like, wafer cookie. I don't understand the big deal. Okay, it's actually two perfectly golden wafer cookies with a sweet layer of caramel between them, and it pairs perfectly with a cup of coffee. But okay, sure, fine. It's overrated, Jeff. So the plan when we landed was that we were going to get on a bus from Schiphol Airport, which is the airport in Amsterdam, and take it to Susanna's Street. It was like straight shot. It was going to be really easy. But there was just one complicating factor, and that was we had to figure out how to get on the bus. We get out to the bus terminal. It took us a while to navigate, figure out where we were going. 
We waited at the bus stop for like 10 minutes and then a, a Dutch flight attendant saw us waiting at this bus stop. And apparently we were basically waiting at like the terminus of the bus stop if you were taking the bus from the city to the airport. And she was like, maybe you don't wanna be waiting at this bus stop. You wanna be waiting at the bus stop across the street. And we were like, oh, okay, for sure, for sure, for sure. Finally found the bus. So the bus had two doors, one in the middle and one at the front, and they both opened. Rachel boards the bus through the front door and tries to buy two tickets from the bus driver. I see Rachel getting on the front of the bus, and so I'm like, oh, sweet, this is the bus we're on. And so I get in, like, the middle door. And the driver informed me that actually off the bus, like right behind the bus, there was like a little camper van thing and you were supposed to buy your tickets from the guy in the camper van and then board the bus. So I go over to this camper van thing and I buy two tickets. And I'm just kind of like looking around on the bus and I like couldn't really see her towards the front of the bus. And I was like, what the hell? She just got on the bus, where'd she go? And I turn around to get on the bus, but it's pulling away. The doors close, and the bus takes off. I am not on the bus. He is on the bus. He does not have a ticket to be on the bus. We just have like a half second where the bus is pulling away that we like lock eyes. And I just see the pure panic in his face. If I was a cartoon character, like I would be like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I'd be like, yoinks. Zoinks! And I'm sure my face was just, like, eye roll to the back of my skull. She gives me a look that's like, what the fuck? Of course, we've been in this foreign country for, like, maybe 20 minutes, and we are separated, and um, Jeff's gonna die. I start freaking out. I try to, like, talk to everyone on the bus and be like, hey, do you know where this bus is going? Do you know how to get to whatever the name of the stop was? Literally no one on the bus spoke English. There's, like, a group of six or eight German high school kids. They were just totally dumbfounded by me, like, trying to ask them, like, where the bus was going. And I'm also freaking out because we are getting into, like, a very rural area where it's just, like prairie and maybe some corn. Jeff is looking at the map on the inside of the bus, trying to see if he can recognize the name of the stop he's supposed to get off at. But everything on the little, like, LED board at the front, like, there were just a bunch of random Dutch towns with a bunch of J's and I's and whatnot. Navigating foreign cities hard, especially when all the signs are in mostly vowels. Jeff does briefly think about getting off and trying to catch a bus back to the airport. But the only thing worse than being trapped on a bus to nowhere in the middle of Amsterdam is um, walking a cornfield alone in the middle of Amsterdam. So I, I didn't entertain that idea after too long. Eventually, he just decides to stay on. I was like, well, I, I mean, it says the name of the stop is in like 45 miles. So I'm just going to buckle up and go for it. It's a good thing, too, that Jeff didn't try to go back to the airport. In that situation, I would have just waited at the airport for him to come back. Did it ever cross your mind to do that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I Like, clearly that would have been an option. But I don't know how he would have made it back to the airport. The ball is rolling down the hill. You don't wait for the ball to come back up the hill. 
I'm just like, I guess I'm going to go to Susanna's house because there's not really much else I can do. So Rachel caught the next bus. And then once I get on that bus, I realize that Europe truly is an amazing place and all of their buses have Wi-Fi. At some point, I started getting texts from Rachel. I think she said, like, you better hope there's no control or something like that. Referring to, I think, the ticket taker. I don't know. I'm no big city European traveler. It almost sounds like she's saying there's no control. Like she's trying to say something deeper. Yeah, that's a deep observation you just made. I don't think it is. I'm a person that likes to be in control. For me, like, the moment of humor in the story is just that, like, utter lack of control when I had a plan. Like, I knew what bus we were getting on. I knew where we were getting off. And just the little bit of autonomy that Jeff got for himself just, like, immediately threw that plan in the garbage. Was there an element of vindication when it was proven immediately that he didn't know how to be in the world? Possibly. But it all paid off. He actually remembered the name of the bus stop he was supposed to get off on. I just waited until the stop and Susanna was there and I recognized her. When I arrived to that bus stop, he was already hanging out with Susanna. So it turned out it was okay and Jeff is far more confident than I give him credit for. Even after all that, Jeff is still a nervous traveler. Did you feel more confident in your ability to navigate a foreign city once you made it to Susanna's? Not really. No. He's just a guy that likes to worry about things. Do you think you're an anxious person? Uh, well, yeah, in, in general, but definitely right now. Why are you nervous? Oh, not right now. Right now, right now. But like the fact that I quit my job in the middle of a pandemic to live in a new apartment in a new city with nothing lined up. And I feel very unmoored. When we recorded this story a few weeks ago, Jeff and Rachel had just moved to Chicago because Rachel got a job there. Jeff had been planning to move to Chicago with Rachel, even though he spent all of his life in Wisconsin. She didn't unilaterally plan this voyage to Chicago. I said that she should shoot for the stars, follow her dreams, and take this job in Chicago. Again, it was Rachel's plan, but Jeff felt good about it. And then the pandemic hit, and now he's not so sure. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely tagging along for the ride on this one. Similar to Amsterdam. I tried a little heavy-handedly to suggest to Jeff that the fact that he was able to board a bus by himself in a new city, away from home, and still make it to his destination might be a good allegory for his current situation. Do you think it's maybe a metaphor for how just got to make a choice and move forward in this new adventure and you're going to figure it out? Maybe. I tried again, and if I wasn't heavy-handed the first time... I don't want to force a metaphor, but I love forcing a metaphor. I could tell. 
I think there's a lesson to be learned. But you're just saying just pick a road. Go down it. I'm just saying Maybe you get robbed. Maybe you don't. I'm just saying that I think what you're feeling is like you're out of control. I think you have to like find a thing to do and be confident in it. I think that's the metaphor. Gotta go find your Susanna. Are you saying I should dump Rachel for Susanna? I think the reason that I'm pushing so hard at this comparison is because, like many of us in this pandemic, I also don't know what I'm doing with my life right now. And I'm looking for some hope that if I just make a choice and stay the course and move forward, that it's all going to be okay. Jeff's situation makes me think of the time that I followed Rachel to a new city. She's the reason I moved to Minneapolis. I had just finished college and I didn't know what I was doing and I just wanted to be near someone I loved. And although moving to a new city was challenging, I always felt confident in my decision knowing that I had a good reason to be there. Rachel was the thing that I was staying on the bus for. Rachel was my Susanna. But she did move to Milwaukee a few months later, so maybe the metaphor doesn't work after all. Maybe that's why I don't like planning too far ahead. Plans just change. As always, please reach out if you would like to tell me a funny story. You can message me on my Instagram account at funny stories in the dark. Until next time, thanks for listening. Hey, Julie, guess what? What? None of this has been recording. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Gotcha.